Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends. This is Dave Denniston, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping physicians like you, a hundred of you, to become new multi-millionaire. So that's one of the goals of this podcast, my friends, as well as to help you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, this is a chance to have another financial update on my financial experiments. And I have some really exciting things to announce with uh, this podcast. Uh, But of course, first I wanna give you a recap in terms of the numbers of uh, how things are going for me. So we are putting out a quarterly update in terms of this financial experiment. Um, The first thing that you might wanna do if you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about, back a couple of episodes, if you listen to the Empire Flippers, episodes where we had Justin Cook on. Uh, I had a Q2 update right after that. And then uh, Learning From My Mistakes is another podcast that you definitely want to check out before you listen to this one if you haven't been there yet. Now, just to recap real quick, the reason that I'm doing these experiments is, uh, as I mentioned, one of the goals of the podcast is I, I want you to have financial freedom. And in order to do that, uh, I am experimenting on myself, (laughs) Uh, trying new things, trying different things, trying to follow to a degree what Robert Kiyosaki has in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where you're trying to create multiple income streams. And so my master plan, my friends, is every year to either start or acquire a new business. And so uh, about 10 years ago, I made my first acquisition of a business and it took a while to recover from that one because that was the one paying my salary, so to speak. The next acquisition that, uh, or the next business that I started was of course this podcast. So at some point I'm hoping to perhaps have an advertiser willing to be here on the podcast with me, which I've been actually talking with a few people. So stay tuned for that. That might be another income stream. And obviously I am an author, so I have books. That's another way to generate an income stream, which I tie that to this podcast. And then most recently, uh, I ended up acquiring a business with a relative. And so this is the business that I am doing an update on. And uh, then I have an announcement regarding a new business that more than likely by the time this podcast airs, um, that I will be in the midst of getting it up and running. So more to come on that. Stay tuned to the end of this episode where I will tell you all about that. Now, the business that I had acquired is a mobile gaming kit business. And basically what this business does is it helps developers to create mobile games like a Clash of Clans. And so there's several products 
that we have created that are differing dollar amounts, $90, about 100 bucks, up to about $400, and then we might do some contract work for people. And in this business, I have some people that help us with it so I don't have to be in it day to day, so I can focus on my main gig and my other businesses uh, like this one. And so it's something where basically people can come and buy these kits which uh, generate money and income for us. And so the more people buy, uh, the more volume, obviously the more profitable it is. So it's a business that has a high leverage ability. And so back in May, we did some Facebook ads uh, because really the only cost of selling another kit is the cost of advertising, or it's just pure profit if it comes through search engine optimization or something like that. So the first few months I was disappointed a little bit in the acquisition, but it has uh, it had cash flowed. And we hadn't gotten through May at the end of the time that I did the last podcast. And so my hope has been that we would generate four to five to six to $7,000 a month of revenue, knowing that sometimes we might get a spike, sometimes it might be lower. So in the month of May, we generated total revenue of $5,800, or uh, after fees, which there's a lot of fees with um, various things, we ended up uh, generating about $4,600 in May after some of the, the fees and costs of uh, doing business. And then we have an earn out payment to the gentleman that we bought the business from, which is 36% of that number. So to give you an idea, uh, $6,000 of revenue, $4,600 of gross profit, leading to an earn out payment of $1,600 which basically meant to us before some relatively small cost of labor was about $3,000 of profit. Not too bad. Uh, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, June, the summer months historically have been slower for this business. So June had revenue of $3,300, July $3,500, August $3,300. I'm recording this at the very tail end of August uh, when uh, we are doing this episode. So, um, one of, one of the good things I would say that's happened um, that we learned uh, with the Unity Asset Store, which is something that I had expressed some frustration with before, they're kind of like an Amazon where they take a percentage of our revenues. The, the revenue that had been going to uh, them had been way lower than before. July and August, that increased drastically. So that, that was one of the good things I was happy about, that despite um, the summer that we knew would be relatively slow, um, that uh, it, it really popped up, which was great. Uh, the bad news is uh, sales weren't as great in the direct sales right from our website. However, as you can tell, uh, every single month we do have uh, a profit, uh, which has been exciting. Now, in this time period, I have to tell you one of the things of, of being a business owner that is a frustration, particularly in dealing with software, is stuff changes. So uh, lo and behold, not too long after I recorded that last podcast episode in, in middle of May, 
we end up starting to get a lot of technical issues and complaints because everyone and their mom updated their software and things stopped being as compatible. And it just came out of nowhere. And these are the kinds of things that happen where it just slows you down, causes a lot of frustration for everyone, the customer, uh, the people that run the business. And so we were getting some refund requests and people were upset and we were scratching our heads, figuring out, oh my gosh, what the heck do we do? And so one of the decisions that we had to make was to reinvest some of the profits into updating the software. Uh, and so we made all kinds of changes and improvements and sunk about 2000 bucks into it. So there were a couple of months where we did not take a distribution in order to reinvest money back into the business. And so my friends, if, if you have a business lesson, I don't care whether it's a rental house or a medical practice or a business like this one, there are times that you have to put substantial amounts to reinvest back into the business. And ideally you want to be ahead of the curve. And so now we're going to try and get on a schedule of every six to seven to eight months updating the software. Cause we did notice that after the software was updated, we've had a bump in sales, uh, perhaps because there's a new version, it's the 2017 version and so on. So that's something that we're going to get on a strict schedule about. And now we've had a, a couple of distributions since uh, July and now uh, from the July revenue and now from the August revenue, we're getting back to distributions and getting money back to us, which for me, uh, as y'all know, I've been totally transparent that I took out a 0% interest rate credit card in order to not have to take all of the money out of pocket, which I could have, uh, but I would rather keep my money in other places than have to touch it. And so now uh, we had taken out about, uh, I think it was $13,000. Now we're are, uh, below $10,000 after this next payment. So uh, the good news is we are well on our way to paying this down and uh, having that credit card paid off before the 20 months. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, I am frustrated a little bit by uh, some of the stumbles in the software along the way. Uh, but I'm also really glad with the way that we structured the payments that uh, we didn't pay 100% cash for it, that we use the earnout, and that payment uh, will end up more than likely uh, being far less than the price would have been if we had done owner financing or something like that. So I just wanna emphasize again, the power of earnout when you acquire a business is so significant. I can't tell you enough that uh, if you can't avoid it, don't pay all cash and don't use all owner financing. Always have at least a portion, ideally a large portion, be earnout where the seller is incentivized for it to work as well as you. That way it becomes a win-win situation on all sides. All right, well, let's take a pause here for a second and go to our commercial break. I'm having that special offer, my friends, where you can get every single episode of the podcast on for download for you, and maybe I'll even send it to you on a USB drive. 
as well as getting a bonus copy of my book, The Tax Reduction Prescription, an e-copy of it. Both of those things, hundreds of hours of material, dozens of ways to slash your taxes for only $5. Text less taxes, L-E-S-S, taxes to 44222. And you will get sent from there a link in your email to the checkout page to buy both of those things for $5. So at the end of the day, would I do this deal again? Yeah, absolutely. Would I have negotiated an even higher earnout? Absolutely. Uh, so I, I would still do this deal. I still think it's a, a great cash flow uh, for me and my family. Is it as much as I had wanted? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's definitely not what I had wanted or intended necessarily, but that's why we are going to be doing starting or acquiring a new business every single year. So rather than spending our money, we're using it to acquire assets, or at least uh, we're spending money, obviously, but in terms of, of uh, where we're putting our money, uh, acquiring assets is a very important part of that, of which I see this mobile gaming kit being just one of the pieces. And my hope is is one of those does amazingly well. Well, my friends, uh, it now gets to our announcement time. I promised we would have an announcement of the next thing that I am looking to do. And so I have been pondering whether or not we might acquire a business that my wife might be running, as we discussed in the Empire Flippers. I've been pondering whether or not to buy another business with one of my partners in uh, one of my other situations, and uh, or even starting a brand new business. And so uh, the brand new business is what I am doing next. As a matter of fact, this business is one that uh, was here on this podcast. None other than the land geek, Mark Podolsky, has inspired me to think about investing in land. And so I must tell you, Mark is a great sales guy. And some people say that salespeople are some of the most easily sold. And I tend to think of myself as an analytical, but you know, uh, many of the things that I do are in the, the sales world. So... I think that uh, w the things that, that are the reasons why I am doing the land investing business is several fold. Number one, uh, my parents made a ton of money in real estate, and so I like real estate. Number two um, is that what I like about land is that it takes a smaller amount of capital. Number three, if you listen back to the podcast, with Mark, you'll see that um, the main thing that you do basically is trying to buy something where an asset is in distress and basically someone is behind on the property taxes, you turn around and then you sell it at a profit. And so that's the, the basic reasons why. And the number four, this to me is a scalable business. So there's a bunch of counties around the country. Now, I'll tell you, I have started to dig in to this business uh, in terms of understanding it. I have not officially 
launched it yet, but I've just been looking into it to understand it. So I bought Mark's course and uh, my first impressions of the course were there's a lot of material. Uh, I can tell that he's been doing it for a while. So he's definitely not a fly-by-night operation. He's been at this for probably four or five years. Uh, you can tell by some of the videos, some he's added in over the last couple. So that it's a little hard to follow uh, in terms of, of how it's been done. If I were him, I'd probably do the course differently. Um, but uh, Mark is, is someone who is genuine and has uh, certainly helped some people, uh, if not quite a few people, of which now I am one of the people in that community. And so I'm a little apprehensive, of course, uh, going into this. You know, a lot of people throw out a lot of big numbers, and it's hard to believe. Uh, but what I see about this business is basically someone has a problem, and you're trying to help them solve it. And I think that is the success of most businesses. And in this particular case, there are people constantly that are running into bad financial situations and run behind on their property taxes. In a bad economy, obviously, there's probably a lot more people that have raw land and are behind on the property taxes and probably less so. Uh, and obviously, it's probably harder to sell when the economy is bad and easier to sell when the economy is good. So right now, I would generally say the economy has been on an upswing. Uh, I would say that this has probably been a great time to sell. Uh, and I'm keeping my analytical eye and eyes wide open as we venture into this opportunity. So to walk you through what I've done so far, so one of the first things you have to do is find out uh, a list of counties. And so I did some research and I've been building an Excel spreadsheet that has a list of counties. And, and it's been fascinating as you request information. Um, some counties, particularly in Texas, want you to pay for a list of delinquent people. Some counties, like some in Colorado, would ask you to come in to <laughs> get a list of people. Some send you a CSV file which is a, a basically a easier, excuse me, an easier version of Excel, where the information is incredibly hard to discern and follow. And some of them, it's really easy to follow, but there's just some data missing. So step one is you gotta identify these people. You get a list from the county. Step two is you send out a letter to these people coming up with some sort of valuation. And that's the part at this particular point that I'm not understanding yet, because I have a list of counties and you have to mail out people. So what we're doing is at the beginning of October, which is I, when I believe this podcast is coming out, my wife and I together are flying out to Orlando to go to Mark's boot camp. And so we're gonna go through the Land Geek Bootcamp and see if we can become Land Geeks ourselves and then come hopefully uh, beginning of November through around the holidays, we start sending out letters to buy properties and then we turn around and try and sell them, which primarily Craigslist has been a, a great place apparently to do that. Um, so, so many of the skills I've been building in doing the podcast and in uh, various other businesses revolve around emailing and stuff like that. So those of us out there that are bloggers, I think that this could be a business that you would understand. Those of you that aren't bloggers and you like real estate, I think this would be a great business for you as well. And uh, again, I will be reporting my results as we uh, come in. 
and let you know my successes and failures and learning points. And perhaps down the line, we'll end up running our own boot camp or something like that for investing in all of these different kinds of opportunities and to help people and to work together um, in uh, helping to create multiple income streams. Now, speaking of multiple income streams, one of the episodes I had intended to do for the podcast was to bring my daughter, Gabby, back on the podcast because we had done our own mini experiment. But unfortunately, uh, it kind of failed. <laughs> um, the idea behind this experiment, which I have again given reference to a few times in conversations with Physician on Fire, and I think uh, Tom Rarden, we talked about it, was this idea of going to Walmart and to Target and Home Depot and looking for things that are on clearance and then buying them and turning around and selling it on Amazon. So again, the whole idea of buying something on discount and turning around and selling it at a profit. And so in this particular side hustle business, which I involved my daughter in, uh, she um, loved scanning the items with the Amazon app. So first thing you got to do, you got to sign up with Amazon. You pay a $40 fee to be a seller. So there is a cost to get started, but not a whole lot. And so then you go and you scan stuff and you're looking for the opportunities. Uh, I was inspired to do this by an episode from Smart Passive Income podcast with Pat Flynn that we will link in the show notes that had two guys that are actually here from um, Minnesota that um, run a bunch of side hustles. So anyhow, so you go and you buy this stuff, which my daughter and I bought a number of different things, including a keyboard, a wireless keyboard, and a frozen playset, and what was the other thing? Oh, a comforter. And so then we turn around and you do what's called Amazon FBA, which again is, is referenced in the Empire Flippers episode where you ship stuff to Amazon and then you set pricing and then you um, try and sell stuff. And what uh, Gabby and I uh, found out uh, was that we didn't click enough buttons on the Amazon seller app. And uh, I was actually um, thinking, oh, we're going to be turning like a 100% profit because we were buying stuff for like $20 when it was listed for $60 on Amazon. And so, uh, and stuff for $40 when it was listed for $100 on Amazon. But what we didn't realize were all of the fees that Amazon tax on. So when you're doing Amazon FBA, fulfilled by Amazon, you end up paying um, 100% often in fees plus shipping. And so that erased um, nearly all of our profits (laughs) in this business. Um, And uh, I still think it was a valuable exercise for my daughter to get her to understand inventory and pricing and competition. And it was a relatively small amount of money. I think we spent 150 bucks. We ended up returning one of the items and got our money back. And um, overall, I I think it was... Uh, something good to do. And it might be something that we check out from time to time. Uh, It took us about two months, but we did sell everything. Uh, One thing we sold at the comforter, we sold at like a 10 or $15 profit. The frozen playset, we ended up selling at like 10 bucks loss or something like that. So we took our loss and moved on um, from that. So 
I don't think we're going to be doing that Amazon FBA, but it was a great way to work with my daughter to test out something and try it out. And unfortunately, it did not work out. Uh, so that's why we're going to be focusing on this land business. That's why we're going to continue to focus on the business we acquired and then eventually acquire another online business down the road, which I might look at in Amazon Associates or Amazon FBA uh, now that I understand those businesses better. So my friends, that wraps up the episode for now. And I would love to hear from you in terms of your side hustle that you're thinking of, your financial experiment. Uh, what do you think about the online business? Uh, was that something that you would consider? Is that something that you would like help with? What about the land investing? Is that something that appeals to you? Uh, what would you like to hear from me as I do more updates on it? Do you want to know some more of these numbers? Do you want to see screenshots? Um, do you want to hear tales from the trenches? Uh, do you want to just hear everything? <laughs> Let me know what might be of interest to you. And so my friends, I just want to thank you so much again for taking time out of your super busy compressed schedule to spend time with me and uh, my story because I really hope more than anything, it inspires you to go and try stuff. It inspires you to be financially free. It inspires you to go out there and try things and not being afraid of failing. And with all that being said, my friends, I want you to remember, slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. For the Freedom Formula 4 Physicians Podcast, this is Dave Denniston. I'm out. I'm having that special offer, my friends, where you can get every single episode of the podcast on for download for you, and maybe I'll even send it to you on a USB drive, as well as getting a bonus copy of my book, The Tax Reduction Prescription, an e-copy of it. Both of those things, hundreds of hours of material, dozens of ways to slash your taxes for only $5. Text less taxes l e s s taxes to 44222 and you will get sent from there a link in your email to the checkout page to buy both of those things for five dollars all right let me know my friends uh other guests other people you might be interested in would love to connect and help more and more physicians. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Denniston. And remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle.